I'm starting to notice uh, an influx, especially um, within our community where becoming a single parent is somewhat a badge of honor, especially if you could take care of the child all alone pretty comfortably. Uh, I myself is a single parent, so for the disclaimer, this is not to bash anyone, but there's a pattern that I've been noticing. Becoming a single parent is actually more valued than a two-parent household, or we feel entitled to an imaginary redo card and picking another spouse because we didn't choose correctly on who we decided to lay with and procreate with. I'm not sure who to blame. I'm not sure if it's the media or the government, maybe outright what you grew up seeing your parents doing. I understand every situation is different. Everyone's story is different, but the badge of honor of being a single parent is praised more than actually maintaining the family you procreated and made. Today, I'm going to cover my version of the value of family, a broken home, the statistics, the effect of a broken home on a child, playing the sympathy card, generational patterns, the government, and what year did splitting a two-parent household in the black community go into full effect? Now, um, I must say before I go any further, I will not use a filter for this episode. And if you take offense to the freedom of speech, I would suggest you turn this off. They say you're supposed to pay attention to your surroundings. And what I'm seeing that's surrounding me is the normalization of single-parent households. With social media, I do feel that it is heavily promoted and with the heavy influence plus an algorithm that's dialed to the T, it's what's being televised and normalized to the masses. In today's episode, I want to help expand beyond the normal thinking and bring awareness to an epidemic that's only getting worse. It's beyond selfishness on both ends, both parents. To actually bring a child into this world without taking the proper steps to vet, kids are cute, but every couple doesn't deserve one. If you don't plan on thinking of the legacy and family you plan to build and push forward. It's about taking accountability at the end of the day and thinking things out and actually understanding the long-term effects your decisions on both ends can have on your child. We always want to bring up how things were done back in the day when our grandmas and grandpas were in their youth. But we never hone in on how much it was a priority to keep their family together. Everybody's situation is different, right? But to those who've walked out or thrown their family away, this episode is for you. Like my aunt has always preached, the joke is on the child at the end of the day. So you thinking you're doing something by proving a point is only affecting your child in the long run. I'm going to quit talking and I'm going to get into it. But before I do that, I want you guys to follow me on Instagram at official underscore one underscore of underscore one. Shoot me a follow. Tap in with me, man. I'm going to go ahead and get into what I feel is the issue, and if you guys have any feedback, you want to go ahead and tap in with me, hit me on Instagram, man, let me know what y'all think, man, but this is from my perspective and what I've noticed in the community. So, the value of family, structure, functioning, let's see, uh, roles, and beliefs are the core values that uh, define a family's household. The family you create, you have to prioritize over the family you were born into. You can no longer have that coddle codependency mentality when you bring life into this world with someone. Your family and outsiders can't help you make decisions when it comes to anything pertaining to your family that you've created. So the value of family should be held to the highest standards. Uh, in our community, I feel like I've noticed that some of these core values weren't taken into consideration before conceiving. 
why in the black community are our homes so easily broken up and we parade with a badge of honor that we are now single parents looking for new love and someone else to fix what's broken instead of doing things correctly from the start. Traditionally, the father is supposed to be the breadwinner while the mother is supposed to be the homemaker. A family is a primary unit of society. The number of two-parent households are slowly dwindling in the U.S., especially in the black community. It's crazy how in the media it's heavily promoted. Um, you know, I don't follow musicians, actors, and actresses' lives like most do, but I did see a post of Summer Walker on her second baby daddy and her splitting from him before the baby even arrived. Um, <laughs> like... The way my mind works, I like to dissect and backtrack on the mental and behavioral patterns of what has now become hardwired in many. Um, my question to her would be, how much time was invested into your healing and getting your mental right before moving on to the next man? Hell, forget, forget him. You even bringing a child into this world and you aren't mentally stable. I'm a firm believer that there are a lot of men and women who are mentally unstable, covered with good looks and money. So we bypass looking past that instead of focusing and questioning in the trauma they built over time or were raised and embedded with. We all have problems, including me, and we all have past traumas, but it's all on how much time was invested in getting to know ourselves to a point to where you learn to control those urges Every trauma can be controlled. That's why there's therapy, right? That's why the therapist suggests practices to implement in our lives to bring inner peace. All of this can be controlled. And that 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 moves on to my next point. What you grew up seeing isn't always the norm, and you don't have to accept that shit. What you see your mama do and what you see your daddy do, you don't have to replicate. You could be better if your daddy walked out on your mama as a man, you need to do the opposite and be a father to your children and accept responsibility. And the mothers who broke up the family, thinking the grass is greener because your child's dad is either temporarily going through a wreck or has done something that hasn't been so extreme to the point of breaking up your family and being another statistic. Work that shit out for the sake of your child and your child's mental. We reckless as fuck out here. And you wonder why your child messed up mentally. Now, let me jump into the statistics. Um, from 1890 to 1950, black women had a higher marriage rate than white women. And 9% of black children lived without their father. By the 1960s, the black marriage rate had declined. But by the mid-1980s, black fatherlessness skyrocketed today. Only 44% of black children have a father in the home. A contributor to the family breakdown has been the expansion of welfare. Welfare existed since 1935. Some programs actively discouraged marriage because welfare assistance went to mothers as long as no male was boarding in the household. Marriage to an employed male, even one earning the minimum wage, placed at risk a mother's economic well-being. Benefits available were extremely generous in 1975. So, like, a household who obtained 20000 or more in resources is equivalent to 90000 per year in today's earnings, which is fucking wild if you ask me and i have some more statistics for you guys check this out 
One out of every four parents living with a child in the United States today is unmarried. Fewer than one out of every 10, just 50 years ago. And then one in every five children is living with a single mom. That's 300% more single mothers led families now than in the 1960s. There are 15 million single moms in the U.S. Louisiana has the highest percentage of single mother led households more than any other state. There are 22 million children being raised by single parents. Mississippi has the highest percentage of children born to unmarried mothers. And there are 17% of children ages 0 to 14 that live in a single parent household worldwide. And 88% of these households are single mother led. The UK has the highest percentage at 26% of children ages 0 to 14 living with a single mother worldwide. Now, the single mom versus single dad statistic states that there are 86% of single parent families are led by mothers in the U.S. Of the nearly 22 million children living with a single parent in the U.S., about 19 million children under 18 live with a single mom. About 3 million children under 18 live with a single dad. Now, some of the issues for the single mother is the demographics. About half single moms have never married. Employment. About two-thirds of single moms work outside the home. Income. About 40% of U.S. single parents are employed in low-wage jobs and often have no access to paid leave. Poverty. About two-thirds receive free or reduced-price meals. Hardships. One-third of single mother families spend more than half their income on housing. Health care. 15% of single mothers have no health insurance. Education. One-sixth did not complete high school. Child care. In some states, the cost is more than half of her income annually. Now, counting the cost of single parenting, the miscellaneous is at 7%. 18% food. 29% housing. 15% transportation. 9% health care, 6% clothing, and 16% child care slash education. Now, I didn't make any of this up, and this isn't to slander or talk about anybody's situation. I'm just bringing awareness to people in this situation or to folks planning to have children for the first time. You need to factor in these things and do what's needed to keep your family as one and to focus on rewriting your generational curses. I feel a lot of people do things subconsciously without actually understanding that their their past traumas and what they saw growing up plays a big factor in, and plays a role into a lot of decisions that they make today. Now, I want to talk about the effects of a broken home on a child. Now, this information I found is dated from the U.S. Census Bureau defining children in single-parent families, this demographic group. It describes any child who lives with an unmarried parent Children who also live with a cohabitating couple are included as well. So, for example, data shows, like I explained earlier, within single parent families, 15 million live in mother only households. Nearly 6 million children live with cohabitating parents. Again, parents who aren't married and 3 to 4 million kids live in father only households. Data trends have shown the share of single mothers have shrunk while cohabitating parents have grown. Now let's get into the disadvantages and impact. Kids of single parents are more likely to experience the consequences of growing up poor. 
children in poverty are more likely to have physical, mental, and behavioral health problems. Among one-parent households, single parents are more likely to live in poverty when compared to cohabitating couples, and single mothers are much more likely to be poor when compared to single fathers. Transitioning to a single-parent household can disrupt a child's routine, education, housing arrangement, and intensify stress, and even cause traumatic experiences for the child compared to kids in married parent households. Children in single-parent families are more likely to experience poor outcomes. Children who are raised in a two-parent home have a stronger and stable relationship, parental mental health and socioeconomic status, and access to resources. Children who are raised in uh, single-parent homes are likely to have physical and mental behavioral health problems, uh, disrupted brain development, and shorter education trajectory, uh, contact with child welfare and the justice system. They all also have employment challenges in adulthood and more. Are you interested in furthering your education on how to get in the cannabis industry or trying to further your knowledge on how to create a concrete foundation for your new business? Check out my new book, Cannabis Delivery Done Right, now on Amazon and BarnesandNobles.com. Kids from single parent families are more likely to face behavioral problems like aggression and other linked challenges. These challenges are often associated with parental stress and witnessing conflict like moving home to home and socioeconomic hurdles. We could speak in changes in time spent with parents. Uh, single parent households are likely to have less time with their parent compared to cohabitating or married couple households. Children have less time with their non-resident parent, which is typically the father maintaining an involved nurturing relationship with the non-custodial parent is highly important for a child's well-being. So now that we've went over the detriment that it could have on your child when breaking up the home i want to go ahead and get into um, what i call a sympathy card and i feel that not every situation is the same i'm in total agreement to do what you need to do to put things in place say if one parent doesn't want to hold their end of the bargain up when it comes to their responsibilities as a parent i mean getting the courts involved can get structure put in place or if it was an abusive situation, by no means would I recommend staying. But what about those who purposely shambleize their family for whatever reason may be uh, that could be cooking in their head? I do believe there are people who think they could do it all alone. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like they feel they deserve a badge of honor for doing it solo. It's very hard at the age my son is at. He's going on two years old. He's very adventurous. He gets into everything and it's like hard to complete tasks around the house or even get work done. Raising a child without the proper structure is hard. Yeah, you may have 50-50 custody in place, but like for me, example, I'm in the process of building businesses, but dinner needs to be made or um, he needs his diaper changed. It's doable. It gets done, but it's a constant challenge. There is no reward for breaking up your family than playing the role of a hit dog that hollered. Have a true and pure reason that's unselfish when bringing a child into this world. 
In today's day and age, we see it heavily promoted, single parent homes. And because you could dress your child a certain way and dress up the exterior, you don't need to pay attention to your child's mental interior. If your purpose is to bring a child into this world, or because you're getting up in age or for whatever selfish reason you have in your head, I say you need to reevaluate because more damage is being done long term based off temporary emotions and decisions. Now, I want to talk about generational patterns. I talked about this early on in the podcast. Data research shows from 2014 that 54% of African-American individuals will be single parents compared to 19% of white individuals. It wasn't like this once upon a time. The most common form of family structure was as early as the 1920s, um, the 1950s, and uh, to the 1960s. It wasn't until after the 1960s when welfare came into play full force because we had welfare before the 1960s that the man couldn't be in the household in order to qualify is actually when the family started to unravel. And of course, the crack epidemic in the 80s and the targeting of many communities to incarcerate the black man. We could all agree that the damage is done and it's far worse today than what it was back then. But why is it that we must continue the same repetitive cycle? I want to know since we aren't dealing with a crack epidemic no more and the cost of living is much higher and you can't really depend on welfare to cover expenses, why are we still programmed into thinking this is the way you're living? I'm going to bring it up again. You can't attack us with any of the tactics that were used back in the day, but it can be heavily promoted through what we listen to, through the music, and what we see on television and social media. Now, the government, um, I want to talk about that real quick. Uh, <clears throat> welfare, you know, was greatly controlled by the federal government. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but the Kennedy administration played a big role in the expansion of welfare in the 60s. Uh, these programs discouraged marriage because welfare assistance went to mothers as long as males uh, weren't present in the home. I discussed this earlier. Being married to a man bringing in minimum wage placed a huge risk on a mother's economic well-being back then. I don't know if you guys know, but the welfare workers would randomly appear at the homes to check these uh, to check these homes to see if the mothers were accurately reporting her family status. Uh, the agenda was pushed heavily, and technically, the family structure was sacrificed for financial gain. Unfortunately, uh, also. In 1964, only 7% of American children were born out of wedlock compared to 40% today. So the government paid mothers to keep fathers out of the home and they paid them pretty well. I want to kind of figure out, like, I, I share all this information to say this uh, in this podcast episode. And I just want to know what what can we do uh, to change this narrative? Uh I know we always talk about changing the world, but I I really believe that it starts in the household. And um, if if we put more thought into uh, the decisions that we make in regards to procreating and then also holding the family structure to its highest uh, standard, uh, maybe, you know, a lot of what's going on out here um 
would you know uh kind of fizzle out i won't say completely just just disappear but i i do feel that you know um we'll have greater people in the society that aren't affected by the different traumas that uh start off in the household it's something to think about and uh that's that for this uh episode uh i appreciate you guys hanging in there i know i kind of went a little longer uh to the neck uh by myself uh than the previous uh few episodes but i appreciate you guys uh please share um please share my uh, podcast and you know i'm gonna keep keep them coming man and I'm going to make you guys think, and hopefully um, I I didn't offend anybody, you know, but we got to speak the truth. Uh, This is called Exposed. I'm going to expose you guys to information and knowledge to um, tap into your consciousness, and hopefully, you know, we all make better decisions out here. Uh, Follow me on Instagram, official underscore one underscore of uh underscore wait wait i think i said that wrong instagram at official underscore one underscore of underscore one yeah and uh yeah man you could uh tap in with me through there i have a website that'll be up i'm gonna have all my content on there everything about me uh, in regards to what i'm doing Outside of like this podcast, I have several businesses, about two businesses, two or three businesses that I'm firing up. And I want to, you know, keep you guys in the loop to those that are paying attention. I do see that um, it's more people out there in the United States that are uh, tapping into this podcast. And I appreciate that. And I'm going to keep it going. And uh, yeah, man, until next time. Peace.